Welcome back to another Untitled Movie Review. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside He's Allergic to Tomatoes, but he is Tomato Meter approved, Eric Marchin. Where's my pig? God, I love him. Who, where Where was this guy? You know, he's another guy like, not quite like Adam Sandler, but like um, where this version of Nicolas Cage shows up and you're like, homie, you still got it, man. You still got it. Where's it been? <laughs> Where's it been? Today we are reviewing Michael Sarnowski's Pig, uh, starring the one, the only, Nicolas Cage, as well as Alex Wolf, uh, Adam Arkin, and more. Uh, Eric, how how are you on this good morning? Well, I'm about to do the truffle shuffle, Matt, because this yeah. is an amazing movie. It is. I yeah, keep it's really, thinking really about certain scenes. It's poignant. It's haunting. Cage, as you mentioned, is phenomenal in a very subtle, lived-in performance um, that, again, you know, from the marketing standpoint of this movie, you're led to believe that this is going to be almost like a riff on John, John Wick. Wick. Yeah. Um, Which I will get into that. There is, I think that's very apt, but in very different ways. Yeah, and you also think – I mean, it is smart marketing as well, but it's almost like an A24 movie where they – you know, market a horror movie oh, one totally. way, and then you yeah, get yeah, there, yeah. and it's it's more atmospheric than anything else, yeah, and about quiet, tension. contemplative, like just, which yeah, this yeah. is th- that as well. Yeah. This is about grief and love, yeah. and you know, th- this is actually closer to movies like you know Kelly Reichardt's Wendy and Lucy, and uh, Paul Schrader's First Reformed, and even Lynn Ramsey's You Were Never Really Here <laughs> um, than it is John Wick, even though there are sprinkles of that, and like again. You cast Nicolas Cage in this movie, there are certain connotations that are to be brought in with that because you're thinking, watching the trailer, oh no, is this going to be like a, you know, parody version of John Wick or something like that? That's a VOD film because for the most part, um, you know, Cage is kind of carved out a new niche for himself within VOD cinema, partly to pay back all the financial uh, uh, finances that he's had problems with in the last, you know, few years and spending and things like that. But you forget how good of an actor he was and is. Oh, he can still, he can still bring a great performance, whether it is, you know, at 11 or here, which is very grounded and down to earth in many ways. And, just the idea of this guy externally being bruised and battered, you know, that's where you're seeing the emotion is, is, is that face, you know, that, that sort of those wrinkles and sort of the, the beard, the, and the lived hair in quality like, of it yeah. all. Yeah. The grizzledness of it. Um, and it works so beautifully. And the story is so simple. It is so simple and it works perfectly. Essentially what you have is a former chef who is now living on the outskirts of society. Literally the John Wick of chefs. <laughs> yes, but he's but he's not he's he's roughing it more than than John Wick yes, ever did. John yeah, Wick yeah. was still living a very comfortable life. No, I'll get into all of it. I do think there are a lot of comparisons which yeah, is I think. Yeah, and there's uh, one thing that I know that we'll talk about with like underground societies yeah, that yeah. is very much yes, yeah. Wickian uh, yes. if you will. Um but here you have Nicholas Cage playing a former chef named Rob or Robin Feld as we come to know uh him later on um who you know, is living on the outskirts of society in Portland, Oregon. He's living in the wilderness alone with his truffle pig in a cabin in the woods. 
and minding his own business and selling off truffles to a snot-nosed buyer, Amir, played by Alex Wolf. And that's basically the only contact he has with the outside world. He doesn't have the internet. He doesn't have a phone. You know, he's he's living life completely Off the grid, insular yeah. and isolated from everyone and everything else. Um, but over the course of uh, three meals, uh, three chapters, which that's another thing I loved about this oh, movie. I love the chapters. That, it, the that titles, it is basically yeah. referencing three meals, like over yeah, the course yeah. of, of, of that. Um, three courses. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, unfortunately, sadly, um, one day Cage's character um, – has to choked up. Yeah, it is. It's it's hard <laughs> not to. It there there's so many great emotional moments, but Nicholas Cage's pig has been kidnapped and that forces him to re-enter society 10 years after kind of being removed from it and going mm-hmm. back to old stomping grounds and reconnecting with people that he either um had a bond with in the kitchen and sort of working as a colleague or somebody that was underneath him that he didn't like. And there's one amazing scene where he goes to this kind of, you know, new wave uh, sort of hotspot restaurant and has this conversation um, to, you know, with this chef who presents, mm. you know, this sort of, again, new agey kind of meal, but ultimately breaks this character down yeah. by saying like, you know, you're not be doing- Be true to yourself. Yeah, Don't be a fucking phony. Like LeBron James would. <laughs> um, yeah. But but here, that scene, I think, almost mirrors Nicolas Cage's own career. Because yeah. you have a guy who's become, you mentioned a joke, but also a bit of a performance artist and doing his own yes. thing and yeah, having yeah, yeah, yeah. created his own little world for himself and making movies with sort of up and coming directors and becoming a stepping stone, if you will, to filmmakers that are trying to kind of get their start and kind of having left Hollywood completely. And it's almost like this movie and this performance and Cage himself is coming back a little bit into sort of the indie space that is considered hip and chic, you know, the neons mm-hmm. and the A24s. And he's looking at, you know, actors and, you know, mm-hmm. directors and studio execs that maybe he once knew or that were just, you know, a couple years below him, his junior, and saying, what are you doing, man? Like, why yeah. are you serving, you know, the audience and your critics and not doing yourself the favor of, of, of you know, enlightening your career and your aspirations you're you're serving something that is 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 not fulfilling in any way and i feel that that's also weirdly a commentary on i like that interpretation yeah that's cage's own uh career and what he's doing because even though he's making a lot of schlock i almost feel he's very satisfied in doing his own thing Oh, totally yeah yeah and it reminded me of first reformed again where you have paul schrader sort of looking at this small little church that kind of started sort of the idea of of worship and christianity and not being popular anymore and then this mega church owned by cedric the entertainer's character Mm -hmm. kind of being the popularized version of that and that's kind of where i felt like watching this is one of the restaurant sequence interesting meta kind of commentaries on cage's career and sort of the industry as a whole yeah that's a that's a cool interpretation yeah and and yeah i i i'm totally with you i think this movie um from start to finish is again it's quiet slow building uh kind of not what you would expect from the silly premise of nicholas cage's pig gets stolen um (laughs) which does again sound very funny it does and but you watch this and you're you're shocked by the emotional weight in this movie and how great of a subtle 
quiet performance he gives. And you said each one of those meals or each one of those kind of, you know, uh, conversations he's had, he has with these people uh, brings some sort of, you know, I, again, some sort of realization to the or person catharsis. he's talking to or catharsis. Yeah. Like it, it's just really wonderful. And like, again, we probably haven't seen this version of Nicolas Cage since maybe Joe in, in 2013, maybe. Yeah. Like, and then even before and, that, you look at like adaptation, right? Where yeah. like he's playing very two distinct characters in sort of the Kaufman brothers. Yeah. And I feel like, yeah, those are two great examples of like, and then you've gotten a lot of stuff in between and that's not saying he hasn't been good in, in things since then. It's just this version of Lieutenant. We both really loved Mandy, which is like, I think the other film and and his more recent oeuvre that we've both really, really liked. So, you know, so the idea of like, you know, digging for that truffle, there is something worth digging for. Spider-Verse even then, like that's him kind of, you know, leaning into what we're talking about of almost being a joke, but also being, you know, self-aware and kind of being like, I can have fun with this without it just being complete schlock right teen titans go to the movies that was the same year where he the superman thing like that's a funny bit a funny meta joke that he's playing into that stuff so cage can be good and i love nicholas cage both the legitimately good nicholas cage and the ironically you know funny slash bad nicholas cage i just love him as a personality as well so that's why it's so wonderful to see something like this that you expect one thing and you get something completely different but then it surprises you in all the best ways of going like oh it very much is you know what if john wick wasn't an assassin he was a chef And he's still notoriously like everyone knows his name. He has all the connections. There's this weird underground of like uh, chefs and people. Disgruntled uh, uh, service workers and industry types. You know, that have the secret ingredients and different things that you can kind of go get. And it's like this weird kind of cool kind of thing where it's like he is the most well-known chef in this area. Um, But it's like, what if John Wick wasn't a vengeful asshole? And he was more like a, you know, someone who just wants to like, talk about life and like the meaning of it he wants and, to be left like, alone he's basically yeah, a hermit yeah and he's like even when this happens he doesn't go i'm gonna fucking kill them all he's just like i just want my pig back like it's the one thing i love like and again a wife who dies and things like that like it, all of this stuff is very i think like it has to be almost what you're saying like a, a, another commentary on stuff like or not even commentary but a, a direct reference to john wick because i just feel like that's what it was marketed as um but then you go in and it's like okay what if that guy what didn't want to go around and kill everyone because his wife's dead and his dog is dead but what if he just wanted to go find his pig and talk to people going why are you doing this and like or what do you want or, or make in people life? realize like, yeah. what he's going through there's a lot of empathy yeah. in this film and i don't want to ruin anything but i think sort of like the last act but between him and sort of the main quote unquote villain of the piece. Sure. It's sort of how he makes that character realize how he's feeling about the pig, the same way that this character feels emotionally about somebody else in his life. Yeah. He brings him down to that level and says like what you're feeling there. I'm feeling the same way. And I even loved the way that, uh, Alex Wolf's character is portrayed as this kind of like mm-hmm. again um, smarmy, tempestuous like, kind of yeah. character who you know for the most part wears designer clothing and drives a Camaro and is all about living in his father's shadow you know as a buyer 
Yeah. But ultimately, sort of that relationship between Cage and him, because he starts off as basically a chauffeur, and then you know it evolves and is you know it's such a rewarding sort of moment when we get to the end of the film as well with that character. And I just felt like that sort of dynamic, that shift and how, you know, we, we see those characters evolve over the course of this film um, is beautifully thought out and, and very poignant in ways that you're not expecting it to be. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And um, just each, like you said, each chapter being formed around, like, again, I love the chapter titles that come up and then each you know, having its own moment. And uh, yeah, that restaurant scene sticks out to me. Um, the French toast conversation with Alex Wolf, I thought, you you know, the one that I'm talking about, just the yeah. kind of like everything like, is, is fantastic. And there's just so many of these moments where they're just conversation based. And it's just like, uh, you know, Nick Cage, or his character, at least just like whether they're life lessons or just how he feels about the world or, or again, his emotions and how he's feeling and why this pig means so much to him and, and, and things like that. I feel like each, each combo is, is more poignant than the last one or funny, but then weirdly existential or just like, um, I don't know. I just, I, I really just vibed with it. Uh, even though it was completely different than what I was expecting, like even marketed on Wikipedia, it's as a thriller drama. And I was just like, it's not really the, it's more the of best a character to, like, study than anything yeah. else. And like, that's yeah. another, I think important thing that this movie does get at that could be lost in sort of the first watch of the film, because you're just taken aback by it. Yeah. I, I do want to see it again. Tonally I, I what, what it's it doing. But I also think like in the scenes where we see Cage's character being reintegrated into society, you get a lot of people that are either not talking to him or, or, or interacting with him in any way, or just ignoring they him. Find out his name. Or, but, but even then, even before yeah. that, like even when they're in that restaurant and, you know, he's sitting there completely disheveled and even more bruised and battered than when he was, you know, when first attacked. Yeah. It's almost making this commentary on how we treat the homeless or how we completely ignore the homeless. Now, Cage's character is not homeless. He has a cabin. He has a life for himself in the woods. But but people you, who you look yeah. at him and like your your first thought, like if you don't know the story. And so I don't is like, yeah, I don't know what to do with this. Yeah. I just. I think the best thing to do is just completely ignore him and pretend he's not there, you know, and it's almost like he's a ghost. He's a former shell of himself that, you know, his name once held weight in the industry and in the city, but because he hasn't been a part of it for so long, um, you know, he's not a commodity anymore. He's just been discarded. He's not, he's not worth even looking at. And I think that that's also really uh, worth sort of digging into in terms of this character, you know, still having value. Like he still knows what he's, he's still a great chef. Like you mentioned the French toast scene and sort of like the punchline of that yeah, is yeah. incredible because like you, you can tell that yeah. he's, he hasn't lost step with cooking. He's probably even gotten better as a, as a chef. Um, yeah. But the idea that, you know, the world that exists outside of sort of the mainstream isn't the same as the world that is, is, is working within the studio system or working within, you know, the cooking industry. Like he, he, he hasn't been there for so long. So, you know, he's considered, I guess, redundant. Like there's even a line, you know, with one of the characters that he talks to early on that it's like, you know, your name doesn't mean anything anymore, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that that's kind of fascinating in terms of like the idea of someone being um, just basically discarded and not considered, 
of value because they're not in the system anymore. Yeah. But I mean, then then it shows that his name does bring a lot of value too throughout the movie. Oh, but I it, just, like, it does in, in yeah. a sense of like in certain places, he, like yeah. People like when he when he says his name or writes his name down, like there is a bit of cachet there still, but I almost feel yeah. like it's for the people that do know him still. Yes. Right? Yes. Like yes, and there's yes. even again again, there's even this weird kind of commentary on that where the character, you know, in this underground sort of fight club society club. yeah it's almost like you could see like the way that he talks about or, or talks to that one chef and sort of saying like oh i fired you because uh yeah. you cooked the pasta wrong i almost yeah. feel like some of those people in that fight club are still also mad at him maybe because he maybe at that time 10 years ago he was a hot shot jerk just yeah. like amir was or amir is now yeah. and you know he's grown as a person or over a gordon ramsay type you yeah know? exactly um but yeah, I just like that it takes that twist of going like, you know what? You don't need to necessarily seek revenge and you can deal with loss in a different way and like and understand, you know, again, not hold not really hold grudges and just kind of, you know, find peace in it all and just kind of go through and just go. And I love like the stuff that's coming out about Nick Cage being like you know what? I didn't really have to act because I just thought about my cat. And if what happened, like, with my, and I was like, that's so lovely. Like, again, when you, again, or attaching that to his wife uh, and things like that. Too, Did you imagine just, you see Nicolas Cage, like, battered and bruised on the street looking for his cat? Yeah. I just want my cat back. <laughs> I know. And that, I mean, I love that. And I just feel like he's just, again, it's one of those things where you, it, it almost frustrates you. And I love that it's only like 90 minutes as well. doesn't overstay its welcome, feels perfectly paced. Um, and it just, it's one of those movies though, that does make you frustrated going like, bro, like where, where is this guy? And I want to see more of him. Like, again, I love some of his funnier, you know, uh, you know, schlockier stuff as well, as much as the next person. But like, you see a, a great performance from Nicolas Cage like this. And you're just like, man, like, I hope he works with more interesting directors again. And people give him interesting roles like this, where he can kind of shine. Yeah. I mean, like, I think he is taking some of those roles, but he's also just working in the kind of Netflix kind of capacity of, you know, quantity over quality where like, and I he, get what you're saying. Like he had to make money and he's just yeah, kind of these like, movies don't probably pay that. much, oh, So wouldn't. he's having to do like 10 of them to like pay back, yeah. you know, buying that dinosaur skull or something like that, where like, you know, again, like digging for a truffle, one out of 10 spots is going to have that, you know, that beautiful piece of, 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 of mushroom that he's looking for. Um, and, and I even like the revelation in this too, about the truffles and the pig. Like, yeah, that, yeah. It was really and, sweet. Yeah. Well, obviously like it doesn't, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's so beautifully done and it's so earnest that like it's, I, I never felt it was pretentious and it no. could have easily been pretentious, but I do agree with you where like, I wish cage, you know, would still do what he wants to do because I feel like he is in completely sure. in control of his career. He could go back to Hollywood and, 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 you know, oh, I'm sure they would, you know, yeah. people would take him and put him in anything. Yeah. yeah. But, but I almost like that he's helping a lot of like up and coming filmmakers or finding stuff that is interesting. I just wish that he would pick stuff that wasn't like jujitsu or, or, you yeah. know, like a lot of the crap because Willy, again, Willie's Wonderland. Yeah. Like, Cause for every pig, there's a five Willie's Wonderland. Grand Isle primal right. kill like you chain. Just go to his we're I, all in 2019. I, you go to his running IMDb with the devil. Page. Like he's probably going to do a, a, a 
movie like pig that's exactly what you would expect it to be um yeah. soon you know where it's like his pig is stolen and he becomes john wick but like because ironically we talked about joe and it felt like right after joe is when he started i mean he's done well not even before joe there was he was he was already sure. doing a lot of schlocky garbage. i get that but there was theatrical schlock where i feel like after joe you start with rage dying of the light Arsenal, well, Dying of the Light is glass. Paul Schrader, and that was taken this, away from Paul Schrader and re Yeah, that's fair, but it did go direct. I'm just listing his VOD stuff. So Looking Glass, Humanity Bureau, 211, uh, Between Worlds, Running with the Devil, Kill Chain, Primal, Grind Isle, Jiu-Jitsu. And then now you're starting to see him, you know, with with he did the two Croods movies, which are probably the most Hollywood mainstream he's the lead in it. Uh, yeah, but I'm meaning like he's leading the movie kind right. of thing. Um and now you're getting like I'm really curious to see unbearable weight of massive talent. Um, he's not going to watch that. Did you read that interview with him where he no. said that he can't he can't watch that movie? He said people are telling him it's good, but he just he can't because look he's at like it. playing a version of himself yeah. and stuff like that. And he's probably um, like I'm I'm excited for that, right? Because it seems like again taking you know sort of what we're talking about of hopefully being elevated in a sense, but still playing into what Nicolas Cage is today, but then also showcasing that he, you know, can poke fun at himself, but also be a good actor still. Um, I mean, pig is just him being a good actor. It doesn't necessarily play on any of that other stuff. Although I loved your interpretation of that restaurant scene of, about his career in Hollywood in general and, you know, indie, you know Hollywood indie studios like Neon and A twenty four, and Neon obviously released well even Marvel uh, this movie. stuff. Like he, like he could like I sure. feel like he could be having that conversation. Like a guy that really loves what he's doing right now is Ethan Hawke, and I feel like again mentioning First Reformed and Paul Schrader movie, like I could see Nicolas Cage having that conversation with Ethan Hawke and being like, not that I'm not looking forward to Moon Knight, but like from Cage's perspective, being like, dude, what are you doing? You know, yeah, because like, he's talked shit about all of those. Like he says how how much he doesn't really enjoy them and, and stuff like that, right? Yeah, and, and then, this is a guy who is a comic book fan. I mean, he freaking named it Nick Cage. Is, yeah, 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 Nick Cage yeah, yeah. is like, but but even Nick Cage is burnt out by that stuff. Like he's even like at that point now where like I don't know if he would come back to do you know a Marvel another Marvel movie after you know Ghost Rider. So if Marvel's knocking on his door and says we'll give you a paycheck to play Ghost Rider in a multiverse thing for like three scenes. But you like, don't but you don't know like Nick Cage I, know, I mean he know. seems really hesitant uh, you Both, know. sure I agree with that. Um but anyways this movie's fantastic again like I I feel like it's best to just not talk about everything but uh more so like ironically you know it's space jam and and uh fear street movies that are you know not so great that also have this, pigs <laughs> that also have pigs we keep joking about that but this i'm just like just go watch it like it's 90 minutes it's a great nick cage performance there's some great life lessons there's great you know emotional depth to dealing with loss and um I just feel like it's very unexpected. Like again, when the premise of this movie, or even when you see the trailer uh, where you're like, Oh, it's John wick, put with Nick cage and a pig instead of a dog. <laughs> and then you're like, that's hilarious. And then you watch this and you're like, Oh, this isn't hilarious at all. This is actually really poignant and, and somber and somber. Yeah. And like, it's, you're like, Oh, this is much better than I expected it. And I mean, I think we kind of knew it's being released by Neon, and after seeing that first trailer, like um, even though it does play up some of the more thriller elements, 
a bit. Um, I still think we we didn't expect John Wick with a pig. I think that's just on paper when you're kind of the easiest way to explain it to someone when you're thinking about this movie. But it's so much more than that, and that's so lovely. And 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 one of my you know. I love Nicolas Cage. I genuinely do. And to see him in a role like this again, where, you know, he's giving, you know, a career performance showcasing like, yeah, I won an Academy Award motherfuckers. Like, um, like he did win, right? Yeah. For, for leaving Las Vegas or le- leaving Las Vegas was it nominated for adaptation. Yes. Right? He's been nominated yes. tw- uh, twice, one yeah. once. And yeah, like leaving Las Vegas, you look at that rule. Like that's also, a very quiet self-destructive performance it's 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 not as tender and warm as as you know moments in this but like you look at a guy who is literally drinking himself to death yeah. and the sadness that's around that and thinking like you know the the person that he has a bond with i mean it's very 90s in the sense of like you know you you have cage who is this alcoholic wanting to kill himself by drinking to death but you know him kind of falling in love and having this relationship with elizabeth shoes prostitute character who um you know accepts you know this character's trajectory and and sort of supports him in his quest to kill himself basically um but that is a very strange subtle weird movie by mike figs and and this has that similar kind of like, oh wow, like Cage really like Cage when Cage is big and fun and and good in something like Wild at Heart or Mandy or Bad Lieutenant, the Werner Herzog version. He's great in those. And even when he's in bad movies, he's always at least kind of entertaining. Like when he has kind of his big, like shouty moment. Mom and dad or whatever. Or like even the ghostwriter films, like in the second ghostwriter movie, which is horrible. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like you could just watch those clips on YouTube and be like, what is this man doing? Um, But yeah, this is a perfect reminder of what cage can do. And he still does have it. And like, uncut gems or an Adam Sandler movie where he's being dramatic or the Meyerowitz story. It's like, I could see like somebody going into this being like, I wanted this film and I got this. Like, but then I hope it's the other way around where you go, Oh, I was expecting this and I got this. Right. But I'm talking about like fans uh, of a certain, like sure. Like Adam Sandler fans that want the schlocky high concept. Wants a happy Madison movie. Not aren't going to gel with the Meyerowitz stories or uncut gems, gems, you know? Yeah, you just hope that it is the other way around where those people do, you know, it gets eyes on movies like this. And I'm not saying Nick Cage is probably even on the same level of Adam Sandler of like, he'll get eyes on this movie because it's Nick Cage. Like, I don't think he has the same cachet that he used to, um, where Sandler, I think, still kind of does because of the other schlock that he's doing, where Nick Cage's schlock is more like, who is this for schlock? Well, I think Nick um, Cage's schlock is more is more cult classic based. Like, and I don't mean classic sure. as in like classically good or like they become great movies but it's almost like he does have a cult following because there is sure a curiosity around his like me weirdness. like and other people yeah, yeah like i know uh rachel west who are fr- friends with us also well another guy that really and- loves like his stuff and like and also like watches a lot of like the most of the vod stuff is mark hansen um from Bay yeah. street video oh yeah uh like Love he mark. watches all of uh Good. and i'm not Bruce even that Willis's guy like stuff. I, and he, he, he oh, thinks yeah. they're bad but he finds like it's just fascinating to kind of watch to these big movie these, stars yeah. do these films Fall where they're literally, yeah. you know, Bruce Willis just, just doesn't care. Like Bruce Willis, I don't think oh, is, is he's give me my money. Yeah. And, and isn't as good of an actor never, as Nick Cage. And we'll but, never think of it again. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, which I'm sure is the case for cage too, but I think this movie is great. Um, I'm going to give it a, uh, a four, but I think that could even go up to a four and a half on a rewatch. Um, cause I would really love to sit down and, and, and knowing what this movie is now. And just, I think this is a movie I will revisit just cause I think it's a wonderful performance from cage. Yeah. I'll also give it a four and I, and I think it could easily go up by the end of the year. Um, just having even thought about it in the last yeah. week or so since watching it. And, um, I just appreciate a really quiet, yeah. sort of grounded piece of filmmaking. And and this movie is, is that, so I'm, I'm curious to see what Michael Sarnowski is going to do. Um, is this next. his, what this else is, is this he is, done? This is his feature debut. He's done like fight videos and stuff like that. Okay. And, and so this is, uh, that's one thing we didn't talk a lot about is, is the direction being so assured and confident yeah. and, and well st- structured in the story by him and Vanessa block. Like there's stuff in there that, I think is, is done in a way that there's a lot of context that you can chew on afterwards, but it's streamlined. Like it, it, it moves at a beautifully paced rhythm. Um, the way that classical music is used, the chapter based storytelling yeah. is there. It's fantastic. Um, yeah. It just, it's a, it's, it's probably one of the biggest surprises of the year of what yeah. this movie ultimately is. Yeah, totally agree. Um, thank you all for listening. Um, if you want to listen to our thematically piggy, uh, trilogy of reviews today, you can, after listening to this, go, uh, listen to our review of space jam, a new legacy featuring porky pig getting piggy um, with it. No, 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 and, no, no, no. <laughs> and then, and then also our fear street part three, uh, review, which also features a pig, which we don't really talk about the pig, but there is a pig in the movie. Well, it opens kind of with, yeah. I mean, when we're introduced into 1666. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lots of pig content today. So, and Eric and I are going back to the movies today. So we will have reviews for F9. We've watched A Quiet Place Part 2 finally. So we'll have a review for that. We're seeing the, you know, our most anticipated film of the year, Escape Room Tournament of Champions. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's so funny that that's going to be our second movie back in theaters. Um, classic. Classic. Uh, as well as many more. So keep an eye on Untitled Movie Reviews for the next, you know, it will be very busy over the summer now that theaters are opening back up and we're starting to go to press screenings again it's you know life is sort of going back to normal we'll Matt, see life um, uh, finds a way finds a way it does eric um uh please go check out uh, untitled movie podcast subscribe over there we'll have our newest draft uh very very soon where we talk about um uh you know what we've been watching a lot of tv stuff um, we're going to have some friends join us possibly. I don't want to say yet cause we're trying to work around schedules, but, um, we're hoping to integrate more guests onto the, that show as well. So we might have some people popping in over there, which uh, should be fun. Just talking about movies and trailers and news and stuff. Uh, what else? Untitled movie conversations. Uh, I had just had the weirdest deja vu about going back to the movies and even going to the cottage talking about this. Um, strange, strange, uh, untitled movie conversations, Phantom city creative. Please go check out that uh, was a wonderful conversation with them uh we hope to f- have some more guests talking about their careers and things like that over on that channel as well um on letterboxd our hq is at untitled podcasts uh that's basically your hub for everything you would need from us uh reviews lists 
um, our personal profile schedules, you know, links to all the podcasts and reviews. So everything is right over there. So if you're on Letterboxd and if you're not, you should be uh, head over to Untitled Podcasts. Uh, all of our stuff is over there. Uh, drop us a review if you would be so kind. And as always, my name is Matt Rorabek, and you can find more of my work around the internet, but mostly at UntitledMoviePodcast.com. And you can follow me on all those social medias at Matt Rorabek. And I'm Eric Marchin. You can find more of my video reviews at RogersTV.com slash CinemaScene and on the social medias at EM6211. Until next time. That's high praise.